Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of the Team Building Podcast. Uh, my voice might sound a little bit different because my name is Andy Cuny. I am not the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Cohn. I am the success manager for Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group as well as Elite Real Estate Systems. And today, we have a very special guest, Matt Bohannon. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm great, Andy, and thanks for having me. Super excited. Cool. We're excited to have you. And, I, and uh, we were just talking actually a little bit uh, off air right before we started recording. And I was telling Matt that he's had um, that uh, the numbers he's doing right now, and I'll let him jump into that here in a minute, but they're right in that sweet spot, right, where so many teams are, and then they either plateau and fall off or, right, they catapult. And so he's had all that success in just about a year. Um, he's uh, uh, with Keller Williams, used to be, excuse me, used to be a team leader at KW, and uh, now he runs his own team within KW, right? Uh, you're still with KW, correct? Yep, still with KW. So um, I was actually a single agent first okay. um, and, and had a little bit of success and then took over, um, took over the office as a team leader, um, did that for about two years, um, recruited about 140 agents uh, over that time. Nice. And then, Decided it was time to to get back in the business side, but uh, from the get go, I knew I wanted to build a business, not um, you know, not just be a single agent. So I'm actually I've been completely out of production from day one. Oh, beautiful! So you didn't jump back in, and you didn't go the rainmaker model where, hey, I just have so much business, I'm gonna start handing off my my deals to other agents. No, I, I wanted to go with the CEO model, like you guys. Beautiful, man. We love it. We love it. We absolutely love it. We love it when we see other people not only, right, set themselves up uh, for long-term success, right, while doing it this way, but it gives you the time necessary to then focus and help the agents that are on your team be successful as well, right? Yeah. You can pour in your time and energy to doing that. So I absolutely love that, man. I love to hear it. So um, let's get into your story. I'm going to pop in and kind of ask some follow-up questions along the way, but I want to hear about, uh, I know you started your team in Mar or April of 2018, so maybe just start just before that. And then kind of tell us your journey till now. Yeah. So, um, you know, right before that, I was, I was getting out of that team leader role. So I was in that weird transition of figuring out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, you know, just being in that team leader role, you study so many different agents, businesses. And, you know, I saw um, an opportunity with an agent in, in our market center that had a business that just had been stagnant for the last eight years. You know, she really hadn't had a ton of growth. She had a small team. But she was the superstar of that team. The rest were just kind of hanging on. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I went up to her and said, hey, I, I can build the systems. I can build this stuff around you. Um, would you be interested in something like that? And obviously, that's a big jump for, for anyone to give up, you know, their business to come and put their faith in somebody else. And, you know, so she took the plunge. We actually cleaned out the team. So we started with uh, just me and her. Perfect. Man, that's a, that's a uh, kudos to her to, for being able to put aside the ego 
right? And replace it with the vision, right? That you were, you were passing on to her. That's really cool. Okay. So started out with you two. Uh, you were obviously the team lead who was, uh, I guess you would say you were like the operations manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. The admin, the sign runner, the flyer guy. I mean, yep. everything. You were so. doing everything so that she could produce. Yep. Yep. And that was, um, you know, that was where we went and I told her I'd handle all the hiring, all the training, everything from there on out. So <clears throat> our next hire was uh, an ISA. Okay. So we, we brought on an ISA and then I immediately went to go find that admin person too. Perfect. So, okay, real quick, cause I, we get this question all the time from not only our clients, but just everybody who stops by comes to our workshops, those types of things. How did you find your ISA, what were you looking for when you were looking for that ISA? And then how do you compensate your ISA? So we don't hire anybody with real estate experience. Um, everybody gets licensed in, in their first 30 days when they join us. So okay. I, I luckily had the training in the recruiting side of it already. Mm -hmm. So I headhunt for those people. So on the ISA side, I look for people with just customer experience, um, any anything customer experience wise, some some type of telemarketing experience, whether they either took phone calls or made them, mm -hmm. um, and that they have a job. You know, I'm, I take everybody from their current job and bring them in. So you're you not. Know, you're so not we found her. She was actually to do anything. Yeah, yeah. That's if they don't have a job. I mean, we go through on average about three hundred um, people to find one. Okay, and how do you find those three hundred people? everything so indeed's big for us um we have a, a pretty large indeed spend because we need so many resumes right uh, and then i also use the back end of indeed and i do you know if you put your resume on there it stays on there forever so i go in there and i scour i look for companies um you know we're an hour and a half away from disney so i look for disney employees because they you know if they've gone through their customer experience training they're already talented Right. So we, they, you know, they have a lot to add to us. So actually the last two hires we've made were both uh, previous Disney employees. I love it. I love it. Let, every, let somebody else do all the hard work and finding them and then you can just pick them off. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're already in culture. Yep. Why recreate the wheel, right? Exactly. No, that's cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you hired your ISA. Now, how do you compensate that ISA? So we pay them a small base salary, uh, 24000 a year. Okay. And then they get 10% uh, of the GCI for the appointments that they set. Okay. So if they set the appointment, they get 10% of the GCI if something closes. Yep. And now with, with our model and scaling it out, we've taken the lead generation away from the agents completely. So I'm currently hiring six more ISAs to handle everything. So past client follow-up, okay. um, outbound prospecting, all the inbound, because I need it to be a hundred percent accountable. I need to know the phone will be answered. The past clients will be called. You yep. know, if your agents are super productive, that's the first thing that goes. Right. Okay. So tell me now, uh, how many agents do you have on your team right now? So I've got three, um, active and two in training and two in training. Mm -hmm. Okay. And where, and so obviously you used to do recruiting for KW at the market center. So what, uh, how are you finding your agents? Now you said uh, that you, is the same thing as the ISAs. You're finding somebody in your train. You want them to be brand new to real estate when they come on your team. Yep. Yeah. Same thing. Cause then they don't have any, any preconceived notions. Expectations. No bad habits. Yeah. I mean, our, um, our second agent that we hired within four months, she was writing six to 10 deals on average. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. So now when it comes to, um, 
give us a little structure now. You have the ISAs, you, you have one currently, you're trying to add, you said six more? Yep. Okay, six more. Um, and are we, what are, what are the ISAs requirements? How many hours a week, that kind of stuff? So they, they'll be a structured um, hourly, they're eight to five now. Okay. Um, and then they're required to do 25 appointments a month. Okay. Is there, and are they are hand dialing. What type of, do you give them a dialer, like Mojo, something like that? Um, we use Vulcan and Vulcan. follow up boss and follow up boss. Okay. Very cool. And then, um, uh, and what were your numbers? Why don't you tell everybody what your numbers were, uh, last year and then what you're projected to do this year? Yeah, sure. So, um, eight months last year, we did 72 units, uh, almost 21 million in GCI. Nice. Very and nice. This year we're on pace to do around 170, um, for close to 50 million. Nice. More than double. That's, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun to scale. I mean, just like anything, though, we've gone through, you know, I, I let everybody know from the beginning, we're going to have growing pains. There's going to oh. be issues, you know, everything we do, we change weekly. People expect it now from me, like, here's your system. And then here's your new system the next week. Exactly. It's, it's all about failing forward, right? If you don't try it fast, just fail fast, fail fast, fail forward. And that, you, and that's the thing we just had a, we had a really great, um, uh, team building workshop here in Omaha just a couple weeks ago. And we had a lot of high level. It was probably one of our highest level workshops that we've had. We had about 30 people here. And oh. the common theme, the mindset from all of the super successful people that were there were they just failed more and faster than everybody else. That was it. That, that was it. And it was something that they said without even making a big deal. It was just matter of fact. Right. And so I think that's the biggest mindset change that a lot of people out there have to be willing to do. So and I know a lot of people out there right now are like, wow, I feel like I fail every day. <laughs> why am I not successful, right? So why don't you tell everybody what were some of your biggest failures and then what change that implemented, right, for you that then led you to success? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it starts with hiring. Um, if you, you know, I learned my biggest failures in hiring came from being a team leader was, you know, the first staff members that I hired, I cut corners. You know, I mm -hmm. needed them right away. So Absolutely. You know, I love everybody right that now, I interview. Not right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have such an intense uh, interview process and it, it's time consuming. You know, on average, it's 10 to 12 hours to get somebody oh. through the whole process. So when you like somebody, you send, you know, I could skip those references or, you know, I can overlook that. And, and I did that a couple of times and it got burnt, of course. Right. So, We've been there, dude. All the time. We're like, oh, you know, they'll be fine. Because then we start to trust us, right? Like we'll be able to handle it. Yeah. We don't trust our process. But going through it, being burned a couple times, led you to trusting your process, I bet. Yep. Yeah. Trusting the process and the numbers. I mean, uh, I, I, that would be one of the big things too. Just learning the leadership side is, is so important. And, and mm -hmm. you have accountability. Um, but even setting the standard up front. I didn't do that a lot of times. You know, I didn't right. set the expectation so people didn't have clarity on what they had to do. Right. And it's, it's a lot of times uh, uh, people are so focused on, yeah, I set the expectation with my clients, right? So I can have smooth, easy transactions, but I don't turn around and then set the expectation with my staff. Yeah. And so I'm always having staff turnover, staff issues. And, and it's just as important, if not important, because those are the people you deal with every day. Whereas clients, right, you move on. Yeah, and we've we've messed that up too, staff wise. Um, on Perfect. Our, I'd love to hear it. 
we have three um, three admin um, side too, and we structured in the beginning that we would have the admin. They're all licensed to go to the inspections, go to the appraisals, go to the closings, to take all that off the agent's plate, so they could do as much production as possible. But we didn't have the communication rights, so our clients were feeling like they just they were just abandoned, like yeah, their agent they got just handed off. They and, were numbered. Yeah, yeah, check, and they're and they're out the door. So yep. that was a growing pain. You know, we had to yep. that one to get the client experience right. And now it's getting better and better. Um, and we're actually putting the agent back in to the process. There you go. And that probably helps with then the referral business afterwards. Absolutely. Because that's one of the things we use um, from Mike Hicks, the, the promise, if you've heard mm -hmm. that before. Yep. You know, we've built that into our business um, and it's part of the admin staff's accountability to make sure the agents are doing it and it's being presented to the clients because they have a requirement of how many referrals they generate in their department every month. I love it. And, and now you have that and it's easy to track and the numbers don't lie because you've set the correct expectations with the staff. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're super visible with our numbers. We have TVs all over the place. We send them out multiple times a day. So there's clarity for everybody. Okay, so how do you display those numbers? Um, like, you know, when it comes up your TVs, do you use just like spreadsheets? Do you use something like a gecko board? Do you use something like Sisu? What is it that you guys use? Um, we use the CTE software from Calvin. Yep. And he's um, in 2019, he put a bunch of different whiteboard features and he's got like a horse race in there. So we do competitions every month for a certain metric, whichever one we're trying to push. Yep. I so, love it. We pick the baseline metric, you know, the first one we can control, and that's what we move forward. And then once that hits, then we'll move on to the next one. Right. You start to make that metric, whichever one you want the numbers to raise in or start to become habit, right? And then after that, after you get everybody on board with that, you move to the next one. Yeah, exactly. And so now we've talked about production. We've talked about kind of team structure. And it sounds like you guys have your admin do everything contract to close because you want your agents out there doing the highest income producing activities, which is meeting with clients, writing contracts. Exactly. Yeah. We, we bring the agent back in to do the negotiation mm -hmm. um, on the repairs and that's it. Perfect. I love it. So now do you guys track everything down to on average, like how many, uh, how many hours an agent spends with the client, that kind of thing? I mean, are you guys tracking that deep yet? Yeah, we actually, uh, we're doing an experiment this month where everybody carries a pad of paper with them and writes uh -huh. down literally everything they're doing. Um, even if they're just interruptions. Like if I go and talk to the admin, they write that down. I love it. So I love it. We wanted to get super, super deep on it so I can figure out, hey, you know, if you're doing something that takes a lot of time, let me figure out maybe a virtual assistant can do that. Or maybe I'm the problem and I just need to stay out of your office. I love it. Hey man, it's, you're holding yourself accountable and you're using, right? You're using your staff and your agents to help hold you accountable. Yeah. That takes a lot of discipline though, from your, you know what I mean? Coming from your, um, your point of view. That's, I love to hear that you're, and I love how you're trying to become as efficient as possible, right? Across yeah. the board. Yeah, that's where the business is going. I mean, it's, you know, everything's, all this technology is coming into the business and it's all, it's all to, to protect the consumer and bring a better experience. So you can either adapt or, you know, get out of the way. Right, exactly. Well, and, and I love it too, is, is there's all this technology out there, but if you don't either A, know how to use it or are willing to use it, then it's no good. Right. We sat with a guy who had some we were, he was trying to, you know, push his, his technology and it was amazing. And I said, this is absolutely amazing. 
what you're showing us right here. The issue is, it is going to be a bear just getting my agents to understand it, right? Let alone getting them to use it. Yep. So you've got to find out, well, great, it may work. Will they use it? Will they understand it? And will I be able to implement it into my, right, into my business? That's the hard part. A lot of time you don't think about it. You just think of the end, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. if we get there, it'll be great. And we get there is the problem. Yeah, we built, um, like our transaction management, we built it all out ourselves. We use something, um, it's called Asana. So I know some agents. Say that again? Asana. Asana, okay. It's a task management software like Trello. Um, mm -hmm. People use Trello. We, we built it out the same way and it's, um, it's super customizable. So it makes it really repeatable, but it has all the accountability and reporting that I can pull anything. You know, our scripts are built in there. Everything we have for the transactions in there to make it really repeatable for our clients. Okay, cool. All right. So tell me um, another thing here is where do you get your, where do your agents get their business from? Now, I know you said a lot of it is ISAs and they're supposed to reach out to the leads and then it's all about past clients um, and uh, referral type business. So what percentage, um, when it comes to us here at Omaha's Elite, we always talk about the three buckets, right? And each agent yeah. usually is really good at one of the three buckets um, and it's prospecting, which is going out, outbound prospecting, somebody you don't, that doesn't already know, like, or trust you. Obviously, internet leads because they are um, you're able to leverage those, and then obviously sphere SOI, which is or, uh, which is your best, right? Easiest. So, where do would you say percentages of your leads come from for your team? Um, so we're about twenty to twenty five percent um, sphere past client referrals. Okay. Um, twenty five percent internet. So okay. we we do we do Zillow um, is our primary internet lead source. Okay. And then the rest comes from uh, outbound prospecting, so expired and circle prospecting. Perfect. And those are with your 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 in-house, uh, well, your ISAs, right? Yep. Yep. Perfect. And you they and you said that they use Vulcan Seven as their dialer. Yep. So we use Vulcan for um, pretty much everything, but uh, past clients and Sphere. So follow-up boss has a dialer built in now. Right. Um, so we use that for that. Very cool. And so um, and then. When it comes to uh, the internet leads, all of that, do you have basically, do you have an ISA assigned to an agent or do you just have ISA working hours and they're either, hey, you're taking inbound today or you're working outbound? How do you, how do you structure that? So they have a rotating schedule so that they don't, um, you know, they get to learn all the lead sources and, you know, it doesn't get boring. Like no one wants yeah. to come in and call expireds uh, uh, six days a week for the rest of their life. <laughs> right. Because then they get to listen to the inbound person who just sets appointment after appointment after appointment because right. they're just getting they're just getting layups. Right. So they rotate it so that way it's fair. Everyone gets an you know an even chance, and then they get to do something different every day. Okay. And so two things on that one, it also would help say you lose an ISA, right? Everybody else is cross trained on all different types of calls, which is good. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is um, is do they have certain metrics they have to hit within each type of call? So if I, or is it just each week I have to set 10 appointments and it doesn't matter where they came from? Just, we just set the appointments. Okay. So it doesn't matter if, 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 just hypothetically, I have to set 10 appointments for my agent this week and I do all 10 from inbound or past client. It's totally fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So cool. I'm sure eventually we'll get, we'll get micro on that one too. Sure. And it's, we're not, we don't have enough of those leads to dive super deep into it yet. Right. Cause you know, some days there's, if they get the first or the 15th, there's a whole bunch of expireds and the rest, right. 
there isn't any. So I'd exactly. have to figure out every time I come up with a new metric, some, I find a way to mess it up and then I have to figure it out the, the right way. Perfect, man. You can't figure out the right way unless you mess it up first. I love it. Yeah. That's the name of the game. It is. It's absolutely true. Okay. And so now the, uh, one of the last things I want to touch on is tell me about your culture because the team size I'm hearing is three agents, two admin, there's you, and then you've got a, a handful of ISAs. You know what I mean? So you're about 10 to 12 people total, right? With everybody, yep. especially after you bring on everybody um, and get them fully up to speed. Tell me about uh, what is your culture like? And then what have you done to cultivate it? And if it's, and what would you want it to be eventually? Yeah, man, culture is probably my, one of my favorite parts um, because it's really what makes your company. You know, mm -hmm. you, have, you have your systems, that's your sellable asset, but the culture is what grows it. So we've been pouring into that from the beginning. So actually right now my whole team's in book club. Um, so we do that. We do that every, every week on Wednesdays. Um, they pick the books. We rotate. Everyone gets a chance to pick. Um, we have our, our core values. We talk about those every week and personal growth is one of them. So okay. one of the things I do as the leader is hold these 411 accountability meetings with my everybody, agents, staff, um, and eventually there'll be a leader for those departments in that place. But for now it's me. So right. we do that every week and we start with their personal goals. So I, I keep these notebooks um, for everybody that has like their net worth. So we focus on not only their, you know, work goals and stuff like that, but I want to see their net worth grow every month, even if it's a dollar, you yep. know, because some people come in and they, you know, they might have a bunch of debt, but we'll get them out of that eventually but we're going to focus on it. And a lot of people don't want to talk about the, how much money they make or how much money their family has. They won't fit in here because it's all out there. You know, everybody right. is going to get wealthy one way or the other just by being around us. I love it. And, and I know that on our team, because um, we can relate, because on our team, everybody always talks about money is just ones and zeros in the bank account. It's what you do with it and what it allows you to do is, is the important thing. Right? Yeah. Whether it's get out of debt, whether it's uh, enrich the life of your family, kids, others, by through charity, whatever it is, right? And that is really uh, we have everybody on our team do the vision boards, and they and every time they are able to accomplish something on the vision board, they come up in front of the team, right? And and they announce it. And so we love that. I absolutely love hearing things like that when it comes to culture. That's absolutely number one. Um, you you mentioned uh, that you have the one on one meetings right now, mm -hmm. uh, and, and eventually you're going to probably hand that off depending whether it's agents, ISAs, admin, right? With your direct reports. Yep. Okay, perfect. And so what, how do you plan to hire that person? Because we talk to a lot of teams around the country and that direct report, right? That first direct report. Yeah. To start to take things off of your plate is, is it's a pain point, right? It's something that people really struggle with uh, because it's probably one of your most important hires. And, like you mentioned earlier, and I love that you said this, and I'm glad that we were able to come full circle and we could bring it up again. You said that you, a lot of what I've found is a lot of people make the mistake of hiring the right now instead of ha hiring the right person. They, instead of finding somebody who will be good in this role, they hire the person who says yes, right? And will do it. Yeah. And, exactly. doing it well. and so I would love to hear because it's an ongoing battle constantly for a lot of people across the country. I mean, I'm sure they would love to hear some advice from you, right? Someone who's been a yeah. market center, that kind of stuff, team leader in a market center. What is your plan to do that and to fill that role? 
Um, so uh, full disclosure, I've definitely messed this one up a bunch of times. Perfect. That means you have great advice <laughs> on yeah, what not to do at least. Because that, you hire that person, you see them as what you want them to be instead of having them there. They're not already that person, but you expect them to be. So I give them the responsibility, but I don't train them or lead them to be that person. I just go, here you go. You're the leader now. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And I've done that so many times now that I can't, I can't count. And you know, I've learned through, even through Keller Williams Systems, their career visioning process, I've taken it five times now. Um, is you know you have to work them into it and it should take you know one to three years um, of success in the job that they have to earn the right to be a leader in that position Correct. you know and so now i look for the people with the leadership traits and then develop them over time so i don't pre-promise the position i let them know that the opportunity is available uh, and here's how you earn it you know, and that's what yep. we're working on now is we have those people are starting to step up. You know, they're getting better and better. They're learning the metrics. They want to know how the business runs on the number side, you know, so they stay a little later. They ask the right questions. They're going out and, and reading the books. We have a like a library for the team, too, that they can check out books. Um, anything that I read, I put in there. We buy stuff every month for the library. I love it, man. A team library. I think we're going to start that because I have mine. My shelf is full of books that I've read. Jeff has his full of books that he's read. And whenever the, an agent comes in and says, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble with this. I'm like, I got a book for that. And I just hand it out. But we don't make it like public for the team. You know what I mean? So I love that idea. That's something that I think we're going to have to probably implement. I see all the, a bunch of the books behind you on the shelf right now. Yeah, it's cool because they within we use Asana for that too, and they can they check the books out. So other agency and other team members see what book they checked out. And, and they also see how long they've had it. So it gives them a little bit of accountability to read it and bring it right. back because it, it, it has the nope. date they checked it out. There's no late fees. Not yet. Not yet. I like that. Yeah. Hey, but everything's, everything is up for, up, up for uh, conversation. I love that, man. Okay. So, um, and so now you, um, what's the latest, what's the number one book you would say helped you change your mindset, right? Change your mindset to want to start to build the team. Um, I know there's always those, you know, the, the standbys, right? There's the MREA, those types of books. What's a book maybe that somebody hasn't heard of that you really enjoy? Ooh, I just, um, I just finished Atomic Habits. Say it That's again? Atomic Habits. Okay. That one's unbelievable. You know, it's one of those ones where you read and you're like, oh, I've been doing that for years. Right. You know? and over and over, I'm like, Is, did he write this for me? You know, yeah. it's all the science behind why you have bad habits. And then the little ways to fix them slowly but surely. You know, I, I'm a pro big proponent of massive change, uh -huh. but not everybody can handle that. You know, I'm good at going from extremes. Like if I'm not going to um, eat something, mm -hmm. boom, I just won't eat it. And I'll never eat it again. I can make those decisions, but right. that, di that discipline and willpower is finite. So if I'm doing something like that, it's going to stop me somewhere else. I'm going to give in on something else. I love it. I love the way you explained that, right? Is, is you go to the extremes, you know, if you're going to benefit one place, it's got to come from another, right? The energy or resource. Yeah. So I love the, I love that. Okay. So, well, this was really good. It was, um, I love the interview. I learned a lot about you. This is a, you are right where it's at, right? That 150 mark about total staff or, or team of around 10 people. And you're making all the, you're making all the mistakes early and fast, right? And I love that. And that they need somebody 
to be doing that so that you can start to figure out the, the right and correct ways to do things. And that's what a leader is supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to build and see where it grows. We have, you know, we, we have our roadmap out for the next five years to, so everyone can see it. They know where we want to go. They know what positions and opportunities are available, what divisions and stuff. We do investments um, to not, not to the scale that you guys do, but we're getting there. And I love That's what I love to hear, man. We're getting there, right? We're always trying to push to get to more. Everybody is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that's okay. one of the things we do for culture too. Is we give everybody, everybody on the team has a um, a self directed IRA that we open for them, um, and we, at, you know, as we hit different milestones, we contribute to their self directed IRAs. It's like a a little retirement benefit, and then when we do flips and things like that, anyone on the team can contribute to it. I love it, man. That and that's not only is that great for culture, but that obviously helps with recruiting. I bet as well. Yeah, and it also helps them keep an eye out for deals. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and especially with the way you're running your recruiting and trying to add people to your team, if you're bringing them from another job where they probably have things like that, at least it helps mitigate, right? Some of the takeaways they're going to have by going to as a 1099 independent contractor. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're looking for benefits. They're looking for all this. So we got to have something that counteracts right. it. Right. I love it, man. I love the way you think. All right. Perfect. So Matt, um, if uh, there's going to be some, a lot of people listening to this, obviously, just like yourself, a lot of people are going to be listening to the podcast and they're going to be like, how do I reach out to Matt just to maybe pick his brain a little bit, maybe mastermind with him? How do, how do people reach out to you and get a hold of you? Yeah, you can reach me. Um, Email is usually the best way. So it's Matt, um, just my name, at housematchfl.com. Um, but someone can call or text me as well. So um, I'll, I'll give you guys my cell. You can put it in the notes. Sir. Perfect. Will do. That'll be great. Um, and then uh, I want to give a quick um, update real quick or a reminder to everybody. Um, Elite Real Estate Systems, we're holding our annual team building summit this June 25th, 26th, and 27th here in Omaha. Um, and it is, uh, I believe right now, uh, tickets are $497 for VIP tickets and then $297 for general admission. And uh, one uh, fun part that I'm really excited about this year is we're hosting it during the College World Series of baseball in Omaha. So nice. the second night, we're taking everybody down to the stadium to watch uh, uh, one of the games, the middle game of the championship series. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So anybody has any questions, always reach out to us. You can go to the teambuildingsummit.com. All the information is right there. Always feel free to reach out to us. Well, Matt, I appreciate you being on, man. This was a great one. I loved it. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. All right, man. Talk to you later. 